Welcome to Journey Through Classical Piano. I'm your host, classical pianist Jung Kim. I believe classical music is for everyone, so let's start listening together. I'm back, everyone. <laughs> How have you been? Thank you for all of your encouraging messages during a break. In this bonus episode, I just wanted to connect with you and sharing how I have been doing the last several months or so. Since the last episode, even though we didn't go back to our complete normalcy in terms of live performances, the pace of my life has been much faster, which was difficult for me to create a content on podcasts consistently. I started to have some live performances, which was absolutely amazing and dreamy. I think both of me and audiences were extremely thirsty for sharing music in the same space. I also went to New York to record my next album, which will be released early next year, called Together Again, subtitled as Xiyum. Definitely this is one of my COVID products, <laughs> thus the title Together Again. As a different note, I picked up surfing as a hobby from this April. I'm based in Southern California right now. Growing up in a sea city, Busan, in Korea, water has been a very comfortable place for me. I remember going to a family vacation, always nearby an ocean, floating on a tube, or visiting a waterfall in a mountain. I'm fairly a comfortable swimmer, which gave me an initial courage to start this fascinating and very challenging sports. There's something very refreshing about being in a total beginner again, you know. I go out in the ocean most of times before 5.30 in the morning and surf until 7 or 7.30, which allows me to go back to piano for the morning practice. Even though I'm not sure I could <laughs> call myself as a surfer yet, I do enjoy being in the nature Sometimes I do see dolphins come by or pelicans having a breakfast next to me, catching some fish. I always hear a music in my head when I surf. The rhythm of the nature carries me to the perfect shape of organic phrasing, which is ever-changing at every wave, just like a piano performance. It is a joy to feel a nature that I want to carry that beauty through my music. And one of the major events of this year took place this week, actually. I published my first book called Whenever You're Ready. I always love the interaction and conversations that, that I get to have with an author through the books. And I find that is intimate and fascinating connection. I shared my innermost thoughts and my preparation for a stage, which I believe it is so connected to a preparation for a life. I'm so excited to share this written concert with you and have much conversations internally through this journey. Today, I want to share here my interview with KPBS with Jade Hinman about my book about a couple of days ago to give you some introduction to the book. Then afterwards, I want to share one chapter of the book right here in this episode. I read my book for the audiobook 
recording studio in LA, which will be available very soon at every platform such as Amazon and Audible. The physical book, as always, Kindle version of my book is already available everywhere. I will actually have a virtual book launch party <laughs> on September 12th, Sunday at 2pm Pacific time through my YouTube channel. If you happen to read or reading my book currently, please send me your videos of comments, questions to my email address, kim at jiyunkim.com, so you can be a part of my virtual party, and I will share yours then. I will leave all of this information on the show note below. So here is interview with KPBS with Jade Hinman, followed by Chapter 2 from Movement 2, about dealing with monsters in your head. A local award-winning concert pianist, educator, and podcast host can now add author to her resume. Jayoon Kim is celebrating the release of her new book, Whenever You're Ready, How to Compose the Life of Your Dreams. It's a self-help book about preparing for life's experiences. Whether it be a job interview or training for a marathon, her book offers readers advice on how to stay focused on and achieve their goals. She also talks about her personal life in the book and shares insights that she gained from her life experiences. Ji-Yoon, welcome. Thank you for having me here. You're an award-winning pianist and educator and host of your own podcast. What inspired you to write this book? Well, I had a dream uh, of writing a book for a long time, and but I had a many of monsters in my head saying, "It's people are going to read this book, or do I have anything to say? Can I write it in English, which is not my main language? A lot of negative voices. And then about a, two years ago, actually beginning of covid I asked myself one day when I woke up, why not? What if I wrote a book? And I had to create so much courage and I made a decision. Uh, I'm going to write no matter what every day and see what happens. And I wanted to share my life experiences and behind the scene as a pianist, which is so similar to preparing life. For me, it is. And I can see so much of similarity there. And every time I walk to the stage, right before, maybe 30 seconds before I go on a stage, there's always stage manager holding a door to the stage and telling me, whenever you're ready. And at that very moment, I ask myself, am I ready? <laughs> and uh, at that very moment, I have to create so much courage and strength within and telling myself, I am ready. I am enough. I am loved. I am loving person. There are audience out there that really want to share this music with me and excited. Then I make a decision to walk the first step and telling the stage manager, give a nod. And I, that then the stage of my concert begins for me. And I, for me, everybody has a stage, not maybe not piano performance but like life stage. So I actually wanted to talk about every aspect of preparing a concert, which is not about practicing. A lot of it is practice, but it's a lot of it, how to manage my negative voice in my head, how to connect with others, how to connect with music, how to create inner child in me and let it play and creativity. Hmm. And, and so one of the things it seems, as you mentioned, is self-affirmations. Um, before you go out on that stage, you have that moment where you tell yourself you're ready and you're enough. What other tools and tips do you share that have helped you propel your career as a pianist? 
I guess it is daily life, uh, lifestyle and everything that I do, what I eat. I know which food is actually good for me, my body and for the optimal performance. And I also um, movements, any type of movements that I emphasize in the walking because everybody can walk. Um, it's not, not equipment needed. Um, and I emphasize about, yeah, daily journaling has been really helping for me in terms of preparing that mental uh, stage and really honing into the day I want to have and the person that I want to be. And I think journaling is really strengthened that muscle every single day. Um, maybe in the morning, I might write about uh, what are the things that I'm grateful for, uh, what are the things that I could improve on today's and or free forming, free form uh, writing this so that I can really um, face myself what's going on. And also meditation. <laughs> I'm not really expert of a meditation, um, but I find that mm, I've been doing this maybe the last seven years, uh, almost every day. And the meditation tool itself has been really helping me to in touch with myself not a victim of, of emotions, uh, but when any negative emotions come arise to my mind, I can catch it before I actually react. So I can respond and actually um, just observe rather than uh, uh, I do something out of frustration. And I before I get to the action, I know I am frustrated because of the daily practice. Um, I think that all of those tools, along with actually creating a habit and how to create that habit so that I can stay motivated. And I, I think it's motivation is not that you are motivated and do something. You actually do something, then you will be motivated. Hmm. You know, the way you wrote this book is interesting and in that you structured it like one of your concerts. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, I, I actually wanted this book to be uh, like a concert experience. Um, so I had a prelude and I talk about the intro of the book. Then I have five movements. And first movement is about the work itself, creating a habit and daily motivational um, habits that I create. And the second movement is about the mind. Uh, negativity, how to deal with that. And third movement is about the creativity, how to awaken your inner child. And fourth movement is about the connection with yourself and to others that help you to move forward with your life. And the fifth movement is about, about you, your body, your environment. And I even actually talk about the last chapter is about death and the beauty of our limit that it's as it is, it's beautiful. And in between those movements, I have intermissions that that is a place that I actually talk about a piece of music. It is like a reversed version of a concert, I guess. In intermission, I actually talk about a one piece of music that is really dear to my heart. And I, I direct them and there's a QR code in the book that you can go to listen to my podcast and listen to my own performance of it. And Ultimately, what do you hope uh, readers take away from your book? Yeah, you know, I think I realized this book is self-help book category. But when I wrote it, I never really thought about this is a self-help book category and anything like that. My wish was that as if you are sitting down with me in a cafe and have a nice coffee, talk about life, the things that I um, it was useful to me. And I, I tell you just like a friend. Um, and 
sometimes that, you know, you know, maybe many of the tools that I mentioned in the book that you heard it before, but when you, you hear again with your, from your friend or a different perspective, you somehow get it or you try one of tools that a friend mentions. So I wanted uh, this book to be friendly, honest, and compassionate and warm. I like you talk to a friend and so that when they prepare um, a stage of life, when you needed that courage to make that first step, which is the hardest step that I'm there, maybe this book is between you and your stage door. So whenever you're ready, you can embark that first step. I've been speaking with Jiyoon Kim, author of the new book, Whenever You're Ready, How to Compose the Life of Your Dreams. Jiyoon, thank you so much. Thank you. Two, dealing with the monster in your head. In November 2005, at our hall at Indiana University, I was performing Schumann's Fantasy Opus 17 for my master's degree recital. Our hall had some of the best acoustics I have ever experienced, and of course, I was playing on Harold, a 9 foot Steinway piano. Indiana University is hailed as one of the best music universities in America. They have at least eight or nine different gorgeous nine-foot concert Steinway pianos in one facility, from both New York and Hamburg. They all had unique characteristics and their own names. Georgina, Diane, George. For me, this nine-year-old Harold from New York was the best. He had profound versatility, creating the most sensitive voice, but then also the wildest, most thunderous and powerful tone imaginable. He had the perfect combination of youthfulness and a unique, mature tone. Whenever I asked for a certain color from Harold, he always surprised me with more shades and new possibilities for the tone colors. Pianists visualize a certain tone for each passage or note before actually hitting the key, and good pianos like Harold will give pianists a tone that's even better than we could imagine in our heads, which leads to a more sensitive and dynamic music-making experience on the stage. I wasn't sure if I was more excited for this concert or for the opportunity to perform live on Herald. Either way, it was a special concert for me. I was preparing to audition for the doctorate program, which was my reasoning for this ambitious program to show my potential as a pianist. The Bartok Sonata was another piece in the program that required stamina, an accurate rhythmic sense and a specific nuance of the language of Eastern Europe. I felt nervous, but I also felt ready. The first piece, the Haydn Sonata in E-flat major, went beautifully. Harold, as usual, gave me just the right amount of crispness and control that I needed for that piece. I was feeling content, thinking this was going beautifully, having this interesting live conversation with Harold, enjoying every moment. 
Then in the first movement of the Schumann fantasy, just at the beginning of the second theme, all of a sudden my left hand jumped to a key that didn't seem to be the right note. I thought I'd gone to the right key, but the music that followed with the right hand did not make sense. The coordination of my hands didn't find the right musical path to continue with that progression. Oh no. The world stopped. There was no sound from me or the audience. Everyone seemed to be holding their breath. I was on stage, alone with Harold, stuck in that transition. It felt like I was having an out-of-body experience. You know, one of those experiences that people say they feel when they are about to die or in the moment of a big accident. I could feel my heart jumping out of my body, and my head was spinning. What do I do? I thought. What do I do? I don't have much of a conscious recollection of how I found my way out at that moment. But I managed to jump to the next section of the first movement, and I finished the rest of the 30-minute-long Schumann fantasy. But I was not at peace. There was a bloody war taking place in my head. The monster on one side was yelling in a cynical voice, What is going on? You're so stupid to make that kind of mistake. Will you be able to keep up the good work after that mistake? Hey, there are very tricky sections coming up. You better watch out not to make that mistake again. On the other side, there was an angel with a gentle voice saying, Hey, you're doing great. Mistakes are part of the concert. So just keep going. The kind voice reassured me, telling me, That was good. And you will forget this soon. Both voices, from the monster and the angel, were equally harming my performance. All I wanted to do at that moment was just go to my room and cry my eyes out as soon as the concert was over. I was beaten up by the battle taking place in my head. Watching the video clip of the concert after a week or two, while mostly covering my eyes with my hands, I discovered that the actual mishap wasn't that bad at all. Maybe one or two minutes at max when I was trying to find a transition from the wrong jump. Apparently, my left hand jumped down one octave lower than it was supposed to and threw me out of balance. But when it was happening, it felt like forever. I realized later that the struggle was not the mishap itself, but the mental battle that ensued immediately afterward. After this concert experience, I desperately wanted to find some way to never again have this kind of war in my head during a live performance. Over the years of performing professionally, I've noticed a pattern that now I can pinpoint more clearly than I could during those university years. There are two sides of me. A monster and an angel, who always like to be wide awake and like to debate, but only during live performances. Not during the rehearsal, not in a green room, not in my practice room, but on stage 
with an audience present, the monster and angel slowly and quietly wake up from a long nap to have an intense debate in my head, very loudly. I actually thought that this was only a battle of mine, but it turned out that all of my musician friends of mine agreed. They, too, have these mental battles on stage. Being a musician and being a performing artist means that we deal with this dual size of ourselves in their never-ending battles. Interestingly, I myself was neither an angel nor a monster, but a mere spectator of the battle. The best live performances for me, even to this day, are the kinds where there are fewer battles in my head. I can't say there is no battle, because there are still, and I know there will be always. But I have to say, it has gotten to a point where it's much more predictable and thereby manageable. Figuring out how to deal with these battles was one of the main reasons for me to start writing my daily journal. It is so simple, but it works. I learned to write all of the monster's thoughts in advance, and I wrote an argument back as an angel for each sentence. Often, those negative voices are rooted much deeper. They may represent critical voices of parents, or a kid on a street from our youth, or teachers from the past, the voice of a partner or friend. Where did they come from? I kept track of their history and patterns until I made sense of them. Being able to argue back their silliness and unfairness with the voice of an angel. In fact, I don't have to do this arguing. As my staunch defender, my angel has to do it. I also kept count, and I found the ratio was 1 to 5. That's one monster's sentence countered with five different defense sentences from the angel to match. Then I also wrote positive affirmation sentences such as, I am creating beautiful music and I'm excited to share it with others. I am loved and loving and I'm enough. Sentences like, there's only one thing I need to do at this time, at this very moment. Just be in the moment. Served as affirmation and helped me feel grounded. When my monster spoke loudly in my head during the live performance, the prepared angel argued back in a hurry with a rehearsed script, and I was able to put my attention back to the content of the music to the emotion of the piece or harmony or texture or rhythm, something about the very moment of music. The battle went on in the background, but eventually I learned not to pay the voices any attention. You would think the angel voice would help me, but in reality, the voice of an angel during a concert is equally distracting to my music making. If I put too much power into that thought, a thought like, wow, I'm doing great, has nothing to do with the very moment of the note I'm producing right then and there. However, angels are on my team. I work with them closely beforehand each day, so they, like benevolent 
lawyers can rationally argue back. This is my daily training routine. Just as a soldier does physical training each morning, like sit-ups or push-ups, I do these mental preparations each day. What I have learned, interestingly, is that this is not only applicable to performing artists. We all live with monsters in our head. They say bad things to us all the time. Those negative voices gain more energy and become active when we feel weak mentally. When we don't feel good about ourselves, when we feel vulnerable, or during a life crisis like a job loss or bad health issues, or when the weight of our lives presses down on us. Although I can't guarantee victory over every battle, I know this daily tool for me works more positively than not. I recommend you prepare for your own battles. Write out all of the negative thoughts you might hear in your head and then argue back with that good angel defender of yours. Make it a practice to daily write a list of positive affirmation sentences about the following. Who do you want to be? What are some good characteristics about yourself, including talents? How do you want to create your life? Or what positive thoughts would be helpful about the event or day that you are preparing for? I try to write six positive affirmation sentences each day, every day. When a battle seems out of control, I say these sentences out loud and do it again and again. I must say that the tiger beside you negative voice in your head will never go away but you will learn how to tame it now when i prepare a particular piece of music for a concert i prepare equally or more mentally away from the piano for me this opened a door for me to enjoy my live performances much more and most importantly helped me learn about myself better which has resulted in feeling more joy in my life. I am calmer now, able to accept whatever comes in the moment, and I'm not allowing myself to become a victim. Getting to know more about the monster inside, and at the same time giving lots of sustenance to the voice of my angel, is like performing a daily dusting routine in my head. It keeps things clean. We should all try this routine almost like shopping at a health food store for our minds. Something to try whenever you're ready. Make a list and write out all of your monster's thoughts. Then try to analyze the root of each monster's thought. Was it from your childhood? Someone in the past? Just yourself? Write three to five sentences of great defense, as your angel would, for each of those negative thoughts. Explain why those negative sentences are silly and untrue. I know it might be difficult, but just be objective and try pretending you're a good lawyer instead of thinking about it too personally. Let's form your affirmation sentences. I am... Your great personal characteristic. I am another wonderful character trait of yours. I am 
another wonderful trait of yours? I am. Some character traits you aspire to. I am. Another characteristics you want to express. I am always some activity that you like to do. Example. I am passionate. I am compassionate. I always do my best with everything I do. I create beautiful music to heal people and to connect with people. I am warm and generous. I am a fit and healthy person. I always care. I am loved and loving. I am content. Try to write these affirmation sentences every day for at least a month and see if that makes any difference to your mind. Try saying them out loud. It is very important to physically write this instead of typing or simply thinking about them. I hope you enjoyed a mini sample journey of the book. I hope this enticed you enough to read or listen to my book whenever you're ready. I will be back soon with another episode with the music. In the meantime, please consider leaving me a review on Amazon for my book. Also consider be a sponsor for this podcast through Patreon. Your contribution always helped me to create music for the world. As always, it is so pleasure to connect with you. Let's keep listening to classical music.